Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Vinitali International Academy, announcing the 24th of our Italian Wine Ambassador courses to be held in London, Austria, and Hong Kong from the 27th to the 29th of July. Are you up for the challenge of this demanding course? Do you want to be the next Italian Wine Ambassador? Learn more and apply now at vinitaliinternational.com. Thanks for tuning in to Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People on the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm Steve Ray, your host, and this podcast features interviews with the people actually making a difference in the Italian wine market in America, their experiences, challenges, and personal stories. And I'll be adding a practical focus to the conversation based on my 30 years in the business. So if you're interested in not just learning how, but also how else, then this pod is for you. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Get U.S. Market Ready with Italian Wine People on the Italian Wine Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Ray, and I'm pleased this week to have Antonio Rallo of uh, DOC Sicilia as a guest. Antonio, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Steve. Uh, thank you, everybody from Sicily. Sunny Sicily. Um, you have two roles, uh, both of them significant, one at Donafugata and another one at DOC Sicilia. Can you give us a little bit about your background and what your responsibilities are at each? We're going to focus on Sicilia today, but at some point in time, we'll come back and talk about Donna Fugata. Well, I'm a winemaker. I've been in the wine business since ever, since I was a little child. I was going with my grandpa in the winery and the vineyards. And then today, I'm very happy to be the president of the Consortium of Sicilia. DOC, and as a matter of fact, uh, I'm be uh, until today the only one because uh, the consortium was founded in 2012, and as a matter of fact, uh, the control denomination of a region comes to life uh, in November 2011. So first vintage 2012. So we are celebrating uh, the first tenth uh, um, vintages, yes, of uh, Sicilia. Uh, DLC and uh, Wimby, very happy to put together the consortium because we got so many growers, uh, wineries in Sicily. Uh, just think that we got more than 40,000 growers in the, in the island. Of course, it's a pretty big uh, region. And you've got to keep 40,000 people all thinking the same way and doing the same thing? Uh, more or less. <laughs> Actually, we, we got uh, something like uh, 8,000. That is not too bad. And we are working on uh, today on 66,000 uh, acres, producing uh, more or less uh, 8 million cases, uh, 95 million of uh, bottles. Okay. So one of the things that, that most interested me in, in having you on as a guest is the noise in the U.S. around Sicily, as we call it. Um, it's kind of taken the wine uh, industry by storm. It's on the tip of everybody's tongues. The, the varietals that uh, you're producing are no longer just obscure indigenous varietals, their, their primary ones. What drove all that? Why is Sicily so hot? today and i don't mean in temperature well temperature is not too bad today actually 
but um, well, we've been working very hard uh, with the consortium. We've been making wines uh, since ever, more than 3,000 years, but uh, unfortunately, we were not successful in the market uh, we supposed to be. And the reason is, uh, once again, that we are too many, too small, uh, and it was uh, so difficult uh, to promote our wines. Uh, but today, thanks uh, to the fact that we've been uh, discovering uh, finally, as well as produce good wines, as well as uh, marketing and, uh, and promotion, and putting together all our efforts, uh, we've uh, been promoting uh, the wine uh, as well in the, in the, in the state. And, uh, and we got a couple of uh, varieties that are really interesting and that we are uh, focusing uh, today and are becoming pretty um, pretty uh, known in, in the States right now. Okay, so let's get down into the specifics. Sicily is hot in the United States, and it seems to be driven by a couple of major varieties, Nero d'Avola being the primary one, and then you're also focusing on Grillo. What do you think is driving that? Has it been publicity? Has it been good scores from Wine Spectator? Has it been travel people traveling to Italy? Why did all of a sudden Sicily come on on the on the screen, whereas islands like uh, Sardinia are not there yet? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, first of all, uh, Sicily is a pretty big region in terms of, of uh, uh, winemaking. Between number one, number two, in terms of uh, of uh, vineyards uh, in Italy, and uh, actually we we been uh, working uh, really hard uh, on two varieties that are becoming being pretty popular in the states right now. First of all, I want to talk about uh, Grillo. Now that is a pretty recent variety. It's not really old as the uh, as the Sicilian uh, uh, vines, uh, but uh, it's something that. Uh, was discovered by Barone Mendola just uh, in the end of the 19th century. He was looking for a, a variety that was uh, aromatic, uh, but good as well uh, for the production of uh, Marsala. But likely we, uh, we had uh, the chance to have uh, a variety that was very good to produce uh, smooth wines, uh, but very fresh. So I, I used to say people in, uh, in the States that doesn't know uh, Grillo, that uh, Grillo is like a, a, a Pinot Grigio, but with a nice uh, um, acidity, freshness uh, that um, sometimes uh, can uh, uh, as well remember as uh, Sauvignon Blanc. So smoothness and freshness uh, together. That's why I, I think it's uh, so popular uh, right, right now, uh, together with uh, the king of uh, Sicilian uh, red grapes variety that is. Uh, uh, Nero Davola, uh, something that someone wants to compare to Malbec, but um, probably that is uh, a little bit more fresh uh, than a Malbec, even in the very uh, dry vintages, uh, of course, uh, full of uh, red fruit like plum and cherry, uh, but always uh, very soft uh, tannins. And it's becoming uh, so popular all around the world, uh, I, I think, because uh, uh, as well, uh, the quality of, uh, of Nero Daula is increasing so much in the last 20 years. And then geographically, um, when I look at, at Sicily, and I haven't had the pleasure of being there, but I, I hope to, is kind of dominated, the east is dominated by Mount Etna, and the rest, the, the west is kind of 
more planes. Is that correct? That the wines then also fall into that kind of breakout? Well, more or less, actually. Uh, our vineyards, as big uh, uh, as the one that you got in, uh, in Germany or in South Africa, and three times bigger than uh, New Zealand, are mostly on yields, 65%. Uh, on hills, uh, uh, a little bit more than 5% on mountains. Uh, so Sicily is not really flat, but uh, no, we, we love to call it uh, our continent uh, because we have so many different uh, uh, terroirs, so many different uh, combination of climate uh, and, and soil uh, together. So one of the commonalities, you used the word in an earlier conversation, rustic to describe Sicilian wines. That has a certain meaning to me and I imagine to other people as well, but what do you mean when you say rustic? Oh, well, I'm, I, I was uh, thinking uh, about uh, mostly uh, about the vines and not the wines. And sorry, maybe I, 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 I use the, 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 the wrong word. Uh, actually, uh, now when we think uh, about the, the history of Sicilian uh, viticulture, of, of course, uh, you know, we had so much time, so long time to develop our native grape uh, varieties that today uh, they are very resistant uh, to the drought, uh, very resistant to powdery mildew and downy mildew, so that why we call it uh, very rustic. You know? uh, and that uh, helps us uh, a lot, of course, uh, get out today in uh, climate changing, uh, even if Mediterranean Sea until today uh, has been uh, quite consistent. Okay. There's a third variety uh, that warrants conversation, if only because it's fun to say, Zabibo. It happens to be uh, a, a personal favorite of mine and also a friend of mine, Alder Yarrow, who writes the Vinography blog. And he seems to have a lot of joy in saying Zabibo. Tell us about Zabibo and what significance it has in history. Well, Zabibo comes from uh, the Arab word uh, Zabib, that is uh, dry grape. And actually, the Zabibo was brought by the Arab uh, um, all through Mediterranean uh, and, of course, uh, in, uh, in Sicily. It's fantastic uh, as a fresh fruit. Well, in my opinion, is uh, the, the the best you can eat, uh, and it's fantastic as well because it goes, uh, goes uh, big berries. So it was uh, number one uh, for the production of uh, dry grapes. Then, of course, uh, we start making wine with that uh, with the Zibibo is as well called uh, Moscato d'Alessandria. So it's part of the family of Moscates. So it's a pretty aromatic with the aroma, typical aroma of, uh, of a Moscato grape. And was used in the past 100% for the production of uh, Pasido wine, wine with uh, uh, dry grapes or, uh, or sweet Moscato. And then in the last um, 20 years, uh, more and more as well for the production of uh, dry wines, uh, uh, white wines, uh, very aromatic uh, and, uh, and, uh, and fresh. They are being more and more popular all around the world. And when you guys market Zabibo in products being sold in the United States, do you use the Zabibo name or do you talk about Moscato? Uh, we are talking about Zabibo. Uh, because uh, we 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 like uh, so much, uh, uh, you know the the, the Moscato d'Alessandria that is uh, of course uh, pretty different uh, to 
Moscato Bianco, White Moscato, or, or Gold Moscatelera, and, uh, and, uh, and so on. Even if, of course, it's part of the family Moscato. Yeah, I mean, it's a similar thing. Um, we have some confusion in America between Montepulciano di Abruzzo and Montepulciano the town. And um, frankly, if I were pressed on it right now to explain the difference, I couldn't. But we're, we'll move on from that because I'm not studying for the Vinitaly International Academy degree. Okay, let's go back to um, Sicily. And what have you guys done recently from a promotional organizational point of view that you think has made you successful in comparison to other Italian regions or, or even other continents uh, which are doing things, whether it's New Zealand, whether it's uh, you know Bordeaux or Chile or, or any of those things. What are some of the activities that uh, Sicilia Doc has been involved in? Well, we start uh, uh, less than uh, 10 years ago to promote uh, our DOC uh, Sicilia, so pretty recently. And we've been working uh, first only in the United States because the uh, United States, uh, as you know, is the biggest uh, uh, wine market uh, in, the, in the world. And Sicily was not really well known uh, at that time. Even if now we are three times bigger than New Zealand, so which is amazing to me, three times bigger than New Zealand. Wow! In terms of total production, you mean? So it, it, it's it's uh, really incredible. So, sometimes we say that we've been making uh, wines uh, since uh, three thousand years ago, but uh, uh, from time to time uh, we we are taking uh, so 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 big nap, no, sleeping like, like Mexican <laughs> in the in the in the suns, maybe because uh, sometimes it can be. Uh, warm in Sicily, but uh, nevertheless, uh, now we we we've been starting uh, investing quite a lot uh, in the states, and especially concentrating uh, on uh, uh, on social media, uh, uh, digital. And uh, when we start, actually, we were investing uh, much more than uh, Argentina, Chile, uh, Australia, and New Zealand. So we had the chance really to become more and more popular through the the the, the social. And as a matter of fact, uh, we uh, have to uh, think about uh, the power of uh, Sicilia as a brand. Uh, when we are thinking about uh, Italia, Italy, number one brand is, of course, uh, Italia, Italy. Uh, the second one is uh, Toscana, Tuscany. And then you got Sicily and then nothing else uh, in terms of, of uh, awareness. Uh, we've been uh, uh, as well uh, uh, know, checking uh, uh, the, the brand uh, Sicilia in the States in the past. And last year, and uh, among the wine region, uh, Sicilia today is uh, uh, for U.S. consumer is number seven. So it's really uh, popular. That's probably more because of the name of the highland uh, than uh, <laughs> the, 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 the wines, but, but it's becoming more and more popular in these days for sure. And I think there's also a correlation between, you know, Italian food. The U.S. is is, is very, uh, you know, obviously Italian food is one of the most popular cuisines that we have in the U.S. And most of the Italian food that we have here tends to be of Sicilian origin, tomato-based and all that kind of stuff. Thank you for listening to Italian Wine Podcast. We know there are many of you listening out there, so we just want to interrupt for a small ask. Italian Wine Podcast is in the running for an award, the best podcast listening platform.
platform through the Podcast Awards, The People's Choice. Listener nominations is from July 1st to the 31st, and we would really appreciate your vote. We are hoping our listeners will come through for us. So if you have a second and could do this small thing for us, just head to italianwinepodcast.com from July 1st to the 31st and click the link. We thank you and back to the show. Stephen, I, I can say, if you want, I can say, you know, all around the world, we are the 60 millions of uh, Sicilian. Only five uh, are in the island today and the rest all around the world. And number one uh, Sicilian population uh, outside of Sicily is the States. And I think that's also made a big impact on the kind of food that we eat, which when we think of Italian food, it's mostly uh, from those who, who uh, emigrated in the late 1800s, early 1900s, influenced how we eat. But back to the, the point of social and digital, you kind of generalized and said we've been doing a lot. Well, tell us exactly what you've been doing or give us a couple of examples of social media programs that you've uh, put in place and what kind of impact they've had. How do you measure it? So f- first of all, uh, we decide uh, to work uh, with uh, an American company because uh, we, we thought that uh, if we want to talk with the American consumer, we had to talk the same uh, language uh, now to be more closer to the, 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 the consumer. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, first of all, uh, when we start, uh, uh, there was no Instagram, so we started uh, on, uh, on Facebook. Then we, uh, we built up uh, our uh, website, um, Wine uh, of, uh, of Sicily. And then, of course, uh, we start working uh, as well uh, on uh, Twitter. But, um, you know, wh- whatever we've been doing in the States, uh, and that's, uh, it's really important uh, for the board uh, of DOC in Sicilia, it's been doing uh, through a, a partner in the, in the States. Uh, that, that's, I think uh, that was uh, really uh, the, the, the reason why we've been so successful. So the good partner and as well a U.S. partner. Well, who's the partner? Our partner for social and digital today is uh, Current, is part of uh, the IPG uh, group. And then we are working uh, together as well with uh, Colangelo, uh, that got uh, f- fantastic uh, knowledge uh, about uh, uh, wines, and uh, I think is uh, really number one about uh, Italian wines. Okay, so um, you've got a whole lot of producers, as you said, on the island. How do you keep them all organized, and what what are the individual wineries doing to support the consortio and its programs? And, and are, do you find that to be a challenge? So many different points of view. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, consortium uh, in Italy. Um, are you know, got some rules uh, that, that, that were established. Uh, new rules were established uh, um, around 2010, and actually give us uh, the chance uh, to work uh, uh, much easier than in the past. As a matter of fact, if you want to use uh, the denomination of a region in your label, you have to um, pay something to the consortium. Uh, so the community and then the community can of course uh, invest that in promotion as well 
uh, in, uh, uh, of course, uh, working uh, on native grape varieties, uh, you know, by doing uh, some uh, research. Uh, but of course, uh, most of, of, uh, of the budget is invested in, uh, in, uh, in, uh, in promotion. So uh, what happened is that um, you know, we got lots of small uh, little wineries that got no power to come in the States and uh, become uh, relevant. But uh, by putting uh, all together uh, our efforts, uh, we build up uh, um, a bigger budget that give us uh, the chance uh, you know, to, uh, to invest uh, and to build up a project that give us uh, uh, the, the, the chance uh, to become more popular in the States. And then together with the investment uh, of the consortium, we still got investment uh, from all the small little uh, wineries. And there is a sort of, of uh, synergy that works uh, uh, really well in uh, develop the uh, market of Sicilian wine all over the world, but uh, especially in the States uh, in the last uh, uh, five, six years. Okay, can you tell us what are the producer names of the wines that have the best distribution in the United States from Sicily? Yeah, well, we got quite big uh, producer that is um, a Cantina Sociale, that is uh, Sette Soli in the uh, west part of uh, Sicily. It's a co-op. Yeah, uh, then uh, uh, we got in the most, more or less in the same area Another big producer that is uh, Hermes and uh, Col uh, Cantina Colomba Bianca. They are growing together with, uh, with Cantina Paolini. They are pretty big. Now, in terms of uh, quantity, uh, they, they are uh, really big, uh, even in, in the Italian uh, uh, you know, wine production. Um, then, of course, uh, we got um, some uh, uh, producer. They are working uh, only on uh, their own uh, vineyards uh, like uh, Planeda, uh, no, Tasca d'Almerita, uh, and Dona Fugada. They, they, they are uh, focusing more on uh, uh, fine wines uh, and they are doing uh, pretty well in the last couple of years. And then some uh, other, uh, a little bit more bigger uh, producer in terms of volumes uh, like uh, Cusumano that is doing pretty well in the, in the States in the last couple of years, or, or Duca di Salaparuta, the producer of uh, Corvo wines that were, that were really popular in, in the past, uh, now, um, was one of the biggest brand of Italian wines uh, in the, in the uh, 80s, uh, but uh, most of the people didn't know that it was a Sicilian wine, but uh, they were big as uh, uh, Santa Margherita with its uh, Pinot Grigio at that time, actually. Uh, something like uh, 300,000 cases. That was not too bad. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So those are the big guys. Then there's a whole bunch of little guys. What, what is the opportunity or, or what is the strategy, a smaller producer? And, and I don't mean someone with, you know, like just one hectare, two hectares. I'm talking about somebody who may be producing, I don't know, hundred to 300,000 bottles a year, who's not in the U.S., but wants to be. What kind of advice or help does the uh, consortium uh, provide? Uh, well, we've been um, organizing uh, during the pandemic quite a lot of uh, uh, video 
to present the market uh, to the producer. And as well, we build up uh, some uh, B2B uh, by sending, uh, working together with uh, Colangelo, uh, we've been sending uh, samples uh, to importers and uh, then having tasting uh, the wine uh, together. Uh, so what we uh, gonna do in the future is uh, organize uh, more B2B uh, to uh, try to put together producer from Sicily and importers uh, in uh, in uh, in the states. And then, of course, uh, we will try to do the best to give uh, opportunity to our uh, producer during Benelli, uh, during uh, some big events, uh, to have uh, the chance to let um, uh, the importers uh, taste uh, their own wines, even if uh, they are not uh, around the fair. Okay, so we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Donna Fugata specifically. Um, and you and I had chatted, and I was particularly interested in Pantelleria as as part of Sicily. I don't know how many people know that this tiny little island off the coast of Tunis, I believe, right, um, played a big role in World War II and is also a big grape producing area. Uh, but tell us a little bit about Donna Fugata um, and its role vis-a-vis um, DOC Sicilia. Well, as a matter of fact, uh, my father was uh, uh, really one of the first to think about uh, the opportunity of uh, DOC Sicilia. So first of all, uh, at uh, the end of the 90s, uh, we've been working uh, on building up a group of uh, producers that is called uh, Assovini. So at that time, uh, my father Giacomo, together with uh, Diego Planeta and uh, uh, Lucio Tasca, uh, built up uh, this, uh, at the beginning, a small group of producers of the highland. Uh, that become uh, then uh, much uh, bigger today. We are about uh, 90 producers. It's a club of the, 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 the families and the fine wines of, uh, of Sicily. Um, but they uh, understood that at that time that we really had to uh, put a bigger group together uh, to have uh, all together one big brand if uh, we uh, want to be successful all around the world. The, the problem of uh, uh, Sicily was uh, the sites uh, of the, the, the winery, the, the, the budget to invest uh, you know, in promotion uh, marketing. Uh, and uh, the only way to have um, enough budget uh, to uh, be relevant in the market was uh, just to put... Uh, Everybody together uh, working uh, on a on a brand, and that's why they decided at that time to work on that project. That uh, is the the, the first uh, DOC uh, that is uh, putting together uh, an entire region uh, now in uh, in Italy. So uh, at the beginning, uh, now there was someone who was thinking uh, that uh, was too big. That Sicily was a, a continent, uh, but uh, now today uh, most of uh, the, the 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 producer, the stakeholder in wines, they really uh, uh, understood uh, the the reason why we are thinking about uh, a, a Sicilia 
DLC. And as well, we have to think that we are giving uh, the chance to use the brand Sicilia to the smaller DLC. They are more unique, they are more uh, concentrated in a small territory. Just think about uh, no, uh, Vittoria, uh, Cerasuolo di Vittoria, Etna. Etna itself now can use uh, Sicilia. In the past, uh, when Sicilia was an IGT, there was no chance uh, for Etna, for uh, even smaller uh, DOC like uh, Memphi, Contessentellina, Contea di Scafari, to use uh, Sicilia on the label. Of course, uh, Sicilia is a powerful brand, is uh, so well known all over the world through consumer. But uh, no, if you compare uh, the power of the brand Sicilia uh, to Memphi, Contea di Sclafani, uh, even Etna or uh, Vittoria, no, it's, uh, it's uh, of course, uh, uh, it's not comparable at all. Uh, so by creating the DLC Sicilia, we gave uh, the chance to use uh, the brand Sicilia to the small uh, DOC. And that was really uh, fantastic for those small uh, DOC area and production. Okay. I like to end my um, interviews with the question, what's the big takeaway of, of all the things that we just talked about? What's the one thing that someone listening to this, and most of the listeners, I believe, are uh, in the, the trade, and particularly in the U.S., what, what's the one thing that someone listening can take away practically and put to work immediately from what we just talked about? Well, we got the largest uh, organic and sustainable uh, vineyards uh, for sure in Europe with uh, more than uh, 100,000 acres and a great range of uh, uh, wines uh, uh, focus a lot on native grape uh, varieties with uh, amazing price quality to uh, fine wines. Okay. So um, big shout out and thank you to um, Antonio Rallo, who is uh, the president of uh, DOC Sicilia and also winemaker at Donna Fugata. Yes. Thank you very much, uh, Steve, uh, for the opportunity. And thank you all. And I hope to see you in, uh, in Sicily. All my friends, we're coming over for dinner. A big Sicilian <laughs> dinner. Why not? Sounds like fun to me. I'll look forward to it. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening to this episode of Italian Wine Podcast, brought to you by Vinitali Academy, home of the gold standard of Italian wine education. Do you want to be the next ambassador? Apply online at vinitaliinternational.com for courses in London, Austria, and Hong Kong, the 27th to the 29th of July. Remember to subscribe and like Italian Wine Podcast, and catch us on SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever you get your pods. You can also find our entire back catalog of episodes at italianwinepodcast.com. Hi, guys. I'm Joy Livingston, and I am the producer of the Italian Wine Podcast. Thank you for listening. We are the only wine podcast that has been doing a daily show since the pandemic began. This is a labor of love, and we are committed to bringing you free content every day. Of course, this takes time and effort, not to mention the cost of equipment, production, and editing. We would be grateful for your donations, suggestions, requests, and ideas. For more information on how to get in touch, go to italianwinepodcast.com.